You don't get it, son. This isn't a mud hole. It's an operating table. And I'm the surgeon. in broad daylight. I know why you're afraid to go out at night. The Batman. See, Batman has shown Gotham the true colors. citizens of gotham to the eternal night a podcast dedicated to the world's greatest detective the dark knight of dc universe batman i am one of your hosts philip along my other heroic co-host craig blaylock thanks for joining us now this is going to be a nice little not safe for work explicit Mm. ranty angry kind of episode because you know what as much as i try and love being positive and as much as i love talking with craig about batman and trying to Mm -hmm. be you know light about any situations i feel you know what maybe it's just time we let loose every once in a while and maybe turn into a couple of super villains like sometimes you just gotta let the venom flow yeah and become bane get angry <laughs> and just smash and you know i don't know just just give into the venom a little bit i suppose and just kind of kind of air out some some much needed feelings and i know craig had a had an experience that's not wholly related to Batman at all, but he has, well, he saw a movie. He didn't yeah. like it. He didn't like it very much. And I'm very curious to hear, but it does have a, the connection here is that it does have a former Batman actor in one of the roles. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's Come, kind of, that's kind uh, of the former connection Batman there. actor completely fucking wasted. 
oh that's how you feel please go on tell me how you really feel yeah so uh i decided you know just i've been trying to go to more movies this year um you know this is my first year um on my own again um after well i got technically it's the second year um you know just trying to get back into the things that i love and i love going to the movies i love going to concerts but there was one film in particular that i just wasn't this year I was like, eh, maybe I'll go see it in theaters. Maybe I'll wait for it to come out, you know, on Blu-ray and stuff. And that was uh, Thor Love and Thunder. And I, when it came out, I started hearing that many people were like, oh, you know, it's, a, it's okay. It's kind of a mixed bag. It's, you know, and if you searched Thor Love and Thunder on Google or anything, most of the time it's that that's the most common thing. Mixed bag, mixed reviews. So I decided, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to see this one in theaters. It's a Disney project. It's probably going to be on Disney Plus in a few months. And sure enough, it was. So I had some stuff to do around the apartment uh, the other night. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to check out Thor Love and Thunder finally. Let's see what this movie's all about. Now, for preference, too, I wasn't a big fan of Ragnarok. Um, I don't think Ragnarok is probably down there in my least favorite marvel movies but it's probably somewhere in the middle i just don't particularly care for that film uh, i don't like the fact that they they just kind of turned all the characters to me into almost like parodies of themselves in a way it just it just really rubbed me the wrong way so i was going into this like okay it's the same director just try to keep an open mind let's see what happens you know gore looks interesting this movie was a fucking abomination. Oh, shit. I, I mean, you were a lot nicer than I was when it came to Ragnarok. I mean, look. Yeah. It, it's, it's, you, you mentioned that, that Ragnarok wasn't quite in the, the bottom bag of your, your Marvel yeah. films, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I've made no bones about this. The two Thor films are at the very bottom of my Marvel Cinematic Universe ranking. I, I have absolutely zero desire to ever watch either of those films again. I don't even know why I watched Ragnarok when I was sick with COVID, to be brutally honest with you. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm amazed I made it through that fucking movie. It was... Look, I, I don't like what Taika Waititi did with Thor and Asgard and everything else that he had to say in regards to that corner of the MCU. I, I think... Truthfully, I, I think he, he turns everything into a comedy show, and it really wasn't all that funny. I didn't find Ragnarok very endearing. I had nothing nice to say about Thor Ragnarok. I, to this yeah. day, I still don't have anything nice to say about Thor Ragnarok. It's a colorful laugh-a-palooza that I did not laugh at at all. Not once. It is stupid. It is a dumb movie. Hulk looks like shit. Um, Valkyrie was kind of wasted. Jeff Goldblum was wasted. The planet world, the, the planet Hulk storyline was shoehorned in. The Ragnarok title is the B plot of the fucking movie. Yeah. I don't give a damn about Thor Ragnarok. And when Thor Love and Thunder came around, I was like, oh, Taika Waititi's doing another Thor movie. Oh, great. I mm -hmm. bet it's going to be more of the same of Ragnarok. Oh, no. It's not more of the same. It's more and more of the same, if not more oh, way of more. the same. This, and this it, is Ragnarok times 10. It, I mean, this okay. is... The, holy crap. This, this man, Taika Waititi, has been on record saying something to the effect of, you know, when we were writing this movie, 
we um we 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 had like uh, like like a ten year old gave us a checklist and we we checked off every th every single thing and it's like yeah you absolutely wrote it like you were in the mindset of a fucking ten year old there's no doubt about that because this movie is horrendous this Thor Love and Thunder the only bit of an edge I give this movie over Ragnarok is Mighty Thor Jane Foster mm -hmm. which I don't know what the fuck enticed Natalie Portman and Christian Bale to sign on for this movie I don't understand that bit. One way, ten ways to Sunday. It was probably the paycheck. I don't really know. But regardless, the best thing about this movie is Jane Foster, Natalie Portman. But that's almost like saying the best thing about Batman and Robin is Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy. Yeah, pretty much. This movie was an absolute... I... The thing, the only reason why I give Ragnarok a little bit of an edge over this film, there was a couple of scenes in Ragnarok that I laughed or chuckled at. I didn't laugh at a goddamn thing in this movie. It is so just, oh my God, it's so cringy. The fact that Thor has a love triangle with his fucking weapons. Are you shitting me? That was stupid. That was really stupid. I, oh, that, that, that's, beer. oh, here, here's your first beer. That, <laughs> that's, that's one thing that I was like, so throughout the entirety of MCU... Now, all of a sudden, Mjolnir and Stormbreaker are all of a sudden self-consciously and self-aware, yeah. and they, they, they have feelings. What they the fuck kind of sense? relationships now. It, it made no sense to me. It's like you're, you're in love with a toy. Look, I got a lot of friends who are collectors. They don't treat their toys as if they're <laughs> in a fucking relationship with them. That, that was stupid thing number one for me. Um, number two, I'm, I've been saying this for a while, and if you know, you know. The goats are fucking stupid. Yeah, I don't they're care. terrible. If they made you laugh, good for you. I don't care. Actually, you know what? I kind of care. If you're my friend and you thought it was funny, good. Good for you. I'm glad you laughed. I didn't. I didn't laugh not one bit. Every time those goats screamed, I wanted to, like, put something sharp in my ear. I mm. wanted to walk out. Those goats were fucking stupid. I don't give a damn about the dumb goats. If they don't ever show up in the Marvel Cinematic Universe ever again, I'll be happy. I don't want them to show up. They're fucking stupid. It was stupid. It, the way they were introduced was fucking stupid. The way they utilized and wasted the Guardians of the Galaxy to introduce those dumb goats was fucking stupid. Everything Taika Waititi did with this movie was fucking stupid. It was fucking stupid. And I don't, I don't, I don't know how many times I can just reiterate how fucking dumb every, the majority of everything in this movie was. Every single moment of sincerity or every moment that might have had some kind of emotional value got undercut by his dumb fuck slap you in the face I'm funny humor yep. homie Taika if you're listening which I doubt you are I don't really mm -hmm. give a fuck one way or the other to be brutally honest with you. you've only ever made one good movie it's called Jojo Rabbit the worst thing in it is you by the way motherfucker you made one decent movie everything else in your catalog is fucking not my bag you are not funny the movie was stupid and holy fucking shit dude you're not funny he's not funny i don't i don't get why people go oh <laughs> take away td he's so damn funny look at him he fell asleep when he won an oscar Get the fuck out of here, dude. If I yeah. won an Oscar, I wouldn't be sleeping. I'd be overjoyed. This is one of the most edgiest, 
nimrodic motherfucking directors I have ever seen. He doesn't take a damn thing seriously, and he's a fucking insult to this trade. I don't... If you feel differently, that's fine. We can agree to disagree, but holy fuck, I have little to no respect for this guy. Especially after he clowned on the VFX department during the making of this movie. When he was promoting this movie, he straight up clowned the VFX. Oh, look, this shot doesn't look very good. It's like... Motherfucker! You are the director. You directed the fucking movie. What are you do? What are you talking about? What? And let let me also just say say this. This was the sloppiest use of the volume technology stagecraft technology I have ever seen. It was used in every single scene of the movie, and it looked fucking atrocious. It was bad. It was not good at all. Like. The Star Wars stuff, like Obi-Wan, Mandalorian, you can kind of tell, and it's like hit or miss, especially more so with Book of Boba Fett. But holy fuck, this was bad. This was not good by any stretch of the imagination. It was sloppy. It was Mm -hmm. bad. It was... Honestly, this movie makes Batman and Robin look like fucking cinema. Oh, I'll take I'll take Batman and Robin any day over this. this. I'll watch I'll watch Batman and Robin on repeat for 24 hours before I watch this fucking movie again. I mean, there's so much that I want to say. The sad thing is, too, is I think I sent you a message as I was watching it. It started off promising. Like, the whole opening with gore, I was very intrigued. I'm like, okay, this is a very different kind of tone. Uh, This is very different from Thor Ragnarok. I'm really curious to see where it goes. And he immediately goes, so gore's, you know, on the, he's like on this uh, desert with his dying daughter she she dies he's you know distraught of course and he finds this oasis and he goes into the oasis and there's a god there the god that he and his people i guess have been devoted to and right off the fucking bat it's like i'm in two different movies we had this serious very like dour very you know emotionally impactful moment and then you've got this goofy looking god guy who's hanging out with these flower people and he, oh look, one of mine. <laughs> oh, and then he's like, oh, you know, God, I pray to you. And and then the dude looks at him, is like, oh, this is, that's what you're here for. You're here to praise me. You're supposed to worship. Me. I'm sitting there going, I'm sorry. Did we just throw like all the lore and everything of the gods in the Marvel universe just out the fucking window? So now they're just, they're all douches now. Apparently, when did that happen? It, I mean, it, it, it totally slaps in the face of everything they put effort into in the original Thor movie. And that this movie made me appreciate that film so much more. I never really cared for the original Thor film. I wasn't very impressed with it much when it very first came out. I think I watched it one other time after that. It still just wasn't too much of my bag. But after watching this, I decided to go back and watch the original Thor. And I appreciate that movie so much more after dealing with this bullshit. I mean, the first Thor movie is one of my favorites. I like Kenneth Branagh. I liked what he did with that with that world, that corner of the MCU. It is. I, I like so much better than I remembered. Now, yeah. after having to deal oh, yeah. with what the Thor franchise has now turned into, it is shocking to go back and watch the original Thor after seeing this amount of assetry. Tree. I mean, and then, like, you know, he gets the sword, the necro sword, he kills the god, and I'm like, okay, 
that's that kind of had like a little bit of like a almost like a Sam Raimi feel to it, the way he decapitates the dude. And I'm kind of like, okay, that maybe we're gonna turn around here. Ah, uh, no, let's just go to Thor and the Guardians of the Galaxy massacring all these aliens while fucking guns and what's with the goddamn Guns and Roses? Four what times. is with the obsession with Guns N' Roses four in this times. film? It was like four times that same fucking song played in that movie. Welcome to the Jungle, Sweet Child of Mine. Like, what the Sweet hell? Child of Mine. That was the one that played the most in the movie. I was yeah. just like, why? Why? What's the significance? Oh, it's 80s. It's hip. It's cool. It's trendy. That's why we're throwing it in here. Uh, I mean, you know, you know what's funny is like, Christian Bale is probably the only other thing I, I kind of dug about the movie. Mm-hmm. But I had read the run that Jason Aaron started where he introduced Gore the God Butcher. It's called Thor Love, Thor the God of Thunder, I think is, is the, the name of the run. And I have the first volume that kind of goes over the whole relationship between Gore and Thor and how they have a pretty long standing battle and they have like years of history in, in, the, in Marvel canon apparently. Like they've gone back and forth, but this was his introduction to Marvel canon proper. And I even saw concept art of what they wanted Gore to look like. Oh, yeah. And it looks great. And I'm yeah. like, why, 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 why the fuck does Christian Bale just look like a dude in a toga? I... He he looks like it's he looks like one of the um what were those things called the vampire killing things in Blade Two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What were those things called? Reapers. I don't know. Re- Reapers. Yeah. yeah. He looks like a reaper. And the and and the the real shit of it was, look, I I have a lot of respect and admiration for Kevin Feige. The man has built an empire. There's no doubt about that. But he was quoted in saying something to the effect of. Oh well, if we put him in in like a mocap suit, you wouldn't be able to get his performance. I'm just like, are, are we talking about the same fucking actor who was yeah. the tiger in Jungle Book? <laughs> are, seriously, are, yeah. are we really having this conversation right now? Yeah. Oh my god! Like, how difficult would it have been to just put him in a mocap suit or have some CGI and have him actually look like Gore from the comics when they when you know that's what they do a lot more often than not. They actually make the characters from Marvel comics come to life and look like the characters that you see on the page and go to the screen. No, we're not going to do that with Christian Bale and Gore. It's like, fuck, okay, whatever. I can kind of look behind that, even though the reasoning was kind of asinine and half-assed and ridiculous, but okay. Well, even, even then too. So like, I really liked the opening and I, 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 I'm sitting there going, okay, this is a really interesting villain. I like this. Like (laughs) he's obsessed with killing the gods. Um, he killed one god in the fucking film yeah and then they're and then they're talking like oh he's going around and he's massacring all the gods and all these civilizations okay um little fact with films ytd show don't tell exposition does you no good you can't sit there and go oh he's going around and he's massacring all these civilizations and he's killing all these gods if we're not seeing it we're not going to get emotionally invested I didn't give two shits about Gore's motivation by the time he became the God Butcher because he didn't butcher any fucking gods. Outside of the only one in the opening of the movie. Yeah. And then and then you see the shot of, like, the big crystal dragon-looking god. And I was like, oh, that would have been cool to actually see. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, I love that. Yeah, freaking Thor and, um, oh, my God, what's his Korg. name? Korg. Korg. Taika Waititi's character. Yeah. He's like, oh, who's that? Oh, he was a really mighty god. He was a he was he was super nice. It's a shame he's dead. I'm sitting there looking at it. Wow, that's a really impressive shot. 
really wish I could have seen what happened there. That probably would have made this a little bit more emotionally impactful. So if he's killing gods, and he's running around slaughtering all these gods, why the fuck did he just slay Sif's arm off? Yeah. Like, yeah. what? What fucking sense does that make? And that scene, actually, where Thor finds Sif is a perfect example of why this... The fucking writing style and the directing of Waititi drives me fucking insane. This is a character that, you know, you're supposed to care about and apparently Thor really cares about. And yet he finds her and she's like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm going to die here. I'm going to go to Valhalla. And, oh, well, um, uh, I hate to tell you this, but, uh, you know, the only way that you can go to Valhalla is you have to die on the battlefield. So uh, I think your arm went to Valhalla. <laughs> fucking like, it turns everything into a joke, and it's so fucking frustrating. The you thing... want to have these emotionally impactful moments, but you got to have the wink to the camera. Hey, look at us. We're self-aware of the humor in this situation. <laughs> or like when Natalie Portman is coming out of the bathroom and it's Valkyrie at the door. They're having a conversation, but then it just gets undercut by Valkyrie pulling out a fucking boombox and playing some fucking song. I was like, really? Oh, yeah. She's really? Like, oh, is this some kind of... I think she asked her, is like, this some kind of weapon or something? Oh, no, it's a Bluetooth speaker. <laughs> and then... Oh, oh, okay. I, I liked Gore fine. Like, I, I wasn't over the moon about him. I honestly think of the cutting room floor stuff that's probably there. It's mm -hmm. a lot of his stuff. That's my guess. Um, but they essentially turned him into Marvel Studios' version of the fucking boogeyman because here's they here's really what, here's what yeah. really here's what really bugged me about his whole big grand scheme he's gonna steal the children of asgard mm -hmm. are you fucking kidding me really that's his big plan oh i'm gonna steal the kids of asgard and then i'm totally not gonna fucking kill what mm -hmm. the actual fuck and that and that seems a good example too it it was so flippy floppy with gore's his whole demeanor, you know, you have one scene where he's very soft-spoken and he's very, he's got this threatening undertone to him. And the next scene, he's spooking the little kids in the dark and laughing at them with an evil grin and telling them that their heroes are going to die and stuff. I'm like, are you trying to be like a menacing villain or are you trying to be like the 1960s Joker? What the hell is going on here? I have no fucking clue. But there were, there were certain even just little twitchy things that he did that I was just like this has got to be just Taika telling him to oh you know just wave your finger and crack a wicked smile do do mm -hmm. something goofy like that do, just do that I don't fucking get it dude I I really 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 hope he doesn't come back for a fifth movie I don't want that at all and then the ending of the movie oh my god the fucking ending of the movie where Thor gives all the kids thunder power I was like oh yeah out of nowhere uh, apparently now Thor can d give power to mortals or well they're not mortals they're Asgardians but still he just can give power to people boy that really um you know, that could have helped them in, you know, Infinity War when they're battling Thanos and or trying Endgame. to save the universe. Maybe he could have saved Tony Stark's life by giving him a little bit of extra juice Probably. to, you know, I don't know, combat the radiation from the Infinity Stone. I don't fucking know. But no, let's give the power and let's have this great 
action scene with a bunch of kids. Oh, hey, look, the kid's got a bunny, and she's using it to kill shadow monsters. <laughs> you know, that scene actually reminded me of Kingdom Hearts, where Sora takes the Heartless and swings it, it around really in a circle. Did. I was like, I've seen that before, done better mm -hmm. in other things. Oh, and oh my god. The scenes with Zeus. Oh, <laughs> you know, I try to block those out of memory because that this that, that was, shit that was just fucking okay. I wasn't enjoying the film when these scenes popped up. That's when I was like, "This is going down to the bottom of my list." This was fucking infuriating. It was not funny. The amount of time. <laughs> Hey, look, uh, you're not invited to the orgy. Uh, get it? We're edgy. We're talking about orgies in a PG-13 movie. Uh. I don't understand why you would take a Greek god and give him an Italian accent. I don't even know. Was that supposed to be Italian? I don't know what the fuck that accent it, was. It was very evocative of the Godfather. It was obvious, and it was not good. It was stupid. And him doing the, 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 the curtsy with his two... I was like, yeah. good lord. Russell Crowe really signed up for this, too. Oh, my god. And again, too, it's a slap in the face to the original films. They, they put so much effort in the original Thor films to really make these gods... And they were very specific that they weren't like... They weren't gods as in deities. They were these otherworldly beings but they had this regalness to them they had this you know this responsibility to them and this film just smacks all that in the face and says uh oh, they're all a bunch of horny dirty slovenly it's it's like he what it's like he played god of war and he's like oh i can do that but i'm gonna make it funny <laughs> we're laughing at it not with it Oh my god. It was it was you know, and even the ending bit with Hercules, I was like I don't give a fuck. Oh, I know. That I, I, I when that scene played and it ended, I I looked at my TV wait, that that was was that supposed to be like was I supposed to go like oh oh my god. I don't give two shits. And the 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 even more kind of fucked thing the actor who plays her, number one, I don't give a shit, Brett Goldstein, I'd I never seen him in anything. Apparently he's in Ted Lasso. Never seen an episode of Ted Lasso, so I have no familiarity with this guy. He doesn't even utter a fucking line, and now I'm supposed to believe that this is going to set up some inevitable Thor versus Hercules fight? I don't give a fuck. Mm -mm. I don't. What is there to fucking give a shit about? If Taika Waititi directs it, I'm out. I ain't going to fucking watch it. I don't care. The only time I got a genuine chuckle out of that movie was the last scene, the post-credit sequence where Natalie Portman goes to Valhalla and sees fucking Heimdall with Idris Elba. Yeah. And I was like, damn, Idris Elba really said he was done with all this bullshit. He came back for fucking not even two minutes of screen time. That check must have been big. I also like how they just throw in the fact that Heimdall has a son for no fucking reason. Oh, God, the floating head thing was so bad. Oh, my God, that was so bad piss poor and that's not even on the actor the young actor no mm -mm, that, that's, not at all. that's on 
whoever decided to rush that shot. And they were probably rushed. They were more than likely rushed at the behest of Marvel Studios. Because that's another thing. Marvel is very much like, we don't care if it looks bad. Just put it in the movie because we want this movie out on time. And it's like, you guys are fucked up to your VFX artists. I'm sorry. And again, the way they treat the characters. So now that I'm thinking about his interactions with the kids in this film. So they established that Thor, again, power out of nowhere. He can basically like force talk to them he can like meditate and like go and talk to heimdall's son so he's doing this in this one particular scene because he's trying to figure out like where are you guys like how can i get to you what can i do to save you and it pans over to valkyrie tickling his nose and she's like haha look it's funny motherfucker he's trying to get information to save the goddamn kids that you're so worried about why are you tickling his nose? None of this makes any fucking sense. When Korg was hit and turned into like a thousand <laughs> little rock pieces, yeah. I was in the theater and I was like, oh, is he going to stay dead? No. Mm-mm. No. No. Thor then- throws the lightning bolt through Zeus's chest and you're like, okay, he killed Zeus. That's kind of interesting. We're going to have like this situation where thor is now an enemy to all the gut no zeus is fine the after credit scene shows him just kind of picking at the the wound you want to know something really stupid that even Mm. that that even kind of contradicts that there's a deleted scene that was recently shown of thor in the hospital room with jane and they're having a pretty sincere conversation wait for it it's interrupted by zeus so he can give him the damn thunderbolt oh what do you know what do you know and then that wouldn't even add up at the end because he's sitting there all, ah, ah, my son, ah, with mm-hmm. the fucking bleeding out of his chest. And I'm like, okay, I see why you deleted that. That would have been a pretty huge contradiction. But even still, it's just more of the same bullshit from Taika fucking Waititi, man. I'm just over it. I'm so over it. And this is the guy who's going to do a fucking Star Wars movie? I can't believe they're giving him Star Wars. I can't believe that Lucasfilm took Patty Jenkins' Rogue Squadron off the set, yet this clown gets to make a fucking Star Wars movie. Yep. And I'm like, you know what? That might be the first Star Wars movie I actually pass on seeing. This, yeah, this whole thing was... This was rough. This was really rough to get through. And the the worst part about it is, is unlike things like Batman and Robin, where you can, you know, laugh at it and... It's kind of self-aware. This is just cringy. It's annoying. Those, Like you said, the goddamn goats. I love the fact that they basically pulled a Jurassic World Dominion with the Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, Endgame. Oh, wow, that's really intriguing. Thor is now going to be with the Guardians of the Galaxy. What kind of adventures are they going to go on? Oh, never mind. They're, they're parting ways. Cool. That's great. I'm so glad that we like built that up in Endgame so that there can be no payoff for it whatsoever. It was stupid. It was a waste of time. I don't even know why they bothered setting anything up because it it literally amounted to shit fuck all. It amounted to Gorg giving us an exposition. Oh, yeah, he hang out with the Guardians of the Galaxy and they went on some adventures and uh, he got fit again. And now he's not with the Guardians of the Galaxy. 
cool fucking waste of time absolute waste of time when the credits rolled and everything was said and done the lights came on i just whispered to myself fuck you taika waititi a few (laughs) people heard me and they looked at me kind of funny and i was like no fuck that movie the movie was dumb i'm sorry look i love i love a lot of what marvel has done matter of fact i was still i'm watching she hulk and it makes me laugh this movie didn't make me laugh except the Mm -hmm. one time at the very end when it wasn't even you know maybe even meant to laugh but i laughed a little bit but fuck this movie I don't even like saying that because, you know, I used to be pretty evil. I used to be pretty narcissistic. Mm-hmm. I'm, still per- I'm still pretty narcissistic. There's no way around that. I used to be pretty pretty evil towards movies. And frankly, I try not to be. Matter of fact, I, re- I, was, I just rewatched the MCU all the way up to Phase 3. I rewatched Iron Man 3 not too long ago. That one's also in my bottom barrel. I'm a little more forgiving of it now because of things like Shang-Chi and a couple other things. I still think a couple things in that movie are ridiculously stupid. Like, mm-hmm. um, Aldrich Killian, I did not, I don't think he's a good villain, like, it, in any capacity, but I like Guy Pierce. he's a good actor, but that movie shouldn't have been directed by Shane Black, it's just not good, but holy fuck, I'll watch Iron Man 3 over Thor, Ragnarok, or Love and Thunder any day of the damn week, oh my god. And it's funny, too, that you mentioned that, you know, you wouldn't watch the next Thor if he ends up being the director on it. And it's so funny because there's this interview where they were asking him, like, you know, would you come back for Thor 5? And he says he would only do it if Chris Hemsworth came back. But then he follows it up with this gem. So it's an IGN article, and I'm not sure what the interview is, but it says here, let's see. Da, 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 da. Uh, in an interview with Insider, Taika Waititi was quoted as saying, um, after they asked him, would he return for a hypothetical Thor 5? He says, now I don't know what would be next. I would definitely do one, but only if Chris did it. But it would need to be something surprising and unexpected for me to want to do it. Like, what would be the new take? The battles and all the fighting is fine, but I want I would want something that feels unexpected when it comes to the story. Like making just a $5 million movie with no fighting at all, just Thor on a road trip, like the movie Nebraska. Go fuck yourself. Now, just Craig, go, just go fuck yourself. But Craig, some people would be like, "Oh, he's just kidding." The fuck I can no. tell. Are you no. serious right now? I can't take the man seriously. He fell asleep while getting a fucking Oscar. What makes you think I can take anything this man does with any grain of sincerity? And I think honestly, the most absolute thing that infuriates me about this film, to me, it has wrecked the character of Thor. I mean, Ragnarok kind of teed that up, but go on. Ragnarok did. This took it to a whole new level, though. The whole love triangle with the weapons, the uh, the way he interacts with the Guardians of the Galaxy, the way he... I mean, he he jokes all the time. All the goddamn time. The, the scene where he's fighting uh, Gore, and he's like, oh, my God, this, this weapon can't hurt. Oh, okay, that stings a little bit. That stings a little bit. It, it's just like... I keep going back to it. You look at the original film and you see the kind of character development he was going through. And to see that this is now what he has become, it is just so disappointing. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because Natalie Portman, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but she was like quoted in an interview asking like, you know, what, what drew you back to it? And she was like, well, you know, I was talking with Chris and I was like, this doesn't really add up with the continuity of what happened with me and Hemsworth replied with oh don't worry continuity doesn't matter I'm like are you 
fucking kidding mm-hmm. me? Seriously? What the... F- what... Just... What the fuck? What... What yeah. the absolute fuck are we doing? Not we, but what the fuck is going on with Thor? I don't know. He was my favorite Marvel Avenger. Now it's Captain... Well, it was... It was him and Captain America. Like, I, I still love the Captain America movies. I do. I love mm-hmm. First Avenger. Winter Soldier's by far the best film Marvel Studios has made to date. There's no question about that. Even though Doctor Strange and Spider-Man No Way Home kind of have those number one and two spots for me, I still Mm -hmm. think Winter Soldier is hands down without question the best film they've ever made. But even, you know, Civil War... It's the weakest one in Cap's trilogy, but it's mm-hmm. still a it's it of the of the of the main heroes that have a trilogy and th- I don't know why the fuck Thor got a quadrilogy. Mm-hmm. Of the main heroes that have three films at best, I personally will gravitate towards Captain America's story. Because that shit was just so through line and so consistent all the way through. I have z- almost zero to no issues with a lot of things that transpire in Captain America Civil War, savor a few things, but when it comes to Thor, I loved the first one. I saw, It was one of the first Marvel movies that I saw in theaters with a group of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I actually kind of like the Dark World, despite the fact knowing that it had some production issues and despite the fact that it's kind of an edited-together mess. I don't care. I still find the movie kind of interesting. A lot of people like to shit on it. I don't mm-hmm. know why. I liked it. I like it for what it is. I like the Dark Elves. I like the funeral for, um, fuck, what's his mom's name? Um, um, um. I don't remember her name either. Uh, mm, damn it. it. It'll come to me. I'll, I'll, I'll spit it out here in a few minutes. No, I'm just going to look it up because I'm lazy. Uh, fuck. But Frigga. it's still like. It's, her name is Frigga. F-R-I-G-G-A. Frigga. There we go. You know, as the Dark World is not, you know, by all means a great film, but it at least still, and again, that's my biggest thing with these YTD films it respects the characters it at least keeps that tone that they had set in the first one and develops it and we're still you know the characters are still interesting the lore is still interesting this these two films just oh man it's like a constant slap to the face every time how does it make you feel that how that there are now two former Batman in the MCU and they're both villains. I know. <laughs> oh man. Spoilers. Only one of them had a really great story arc. The other one. Yeah. Well, we just discussed it. Yep. I mean, and even the ending, the ending was even kind of, kind of goofy with Christian Bale. Cause Thor even tells him kind of outright, like you could have just wished your daughter back the moment yeah. you got here. And he's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Are you, you fucking serious right this now? That's your whole motivation. <laughs> it's what made you grab the Necro Sword in the first place was because your daughter died and you were angry at the gods. And then Thor takes in his daughter. It was like, okay, that's that's cute. Mm-hmm. For I don't know what way I'd really say it because I'm not a parent. I'm an uncle. I have a nephew. That's kind of the only thing I gravitate towards, because you know, I, I guess in that sense I probably align more with Spider-Man. But holy shit! Then the then the end the movie on him and her going to take out uh, again more aliens or whatever the fuck, and mm-hmm. they both have the hammers, and I'm like, so everything's all gravy between the hammers now. They all kind of just coexist as one big happy family. Like, fuck it. Yeah, he's in a he's in a polygamous relationship now with his weapons. Apparently, that's goofy. <laughs> that's super goofy i don't know I, I i i just hope that if there's a fifth thor movie 
get somebody else. Get yeah. somebody else to write it. Get somebody else to direct it. For the love of God, don't have Taika Waititi involved in any capacity whatsoever. Just nope. He's gonna be he's gonna be too busy with goddamn Star Wars. I I just can't imagine what he's going to do with a Star Wars film. Y'all can't see me, but I'm just shaking my head. Me too. I'm I'm just I'm I'm not at all pleased with that idea. It 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 fucking astounds me that this man can just be as cringy and edgy and overtly like, oh look at me, I I go against you know the normal everything. I'm I'm Taika Waititi, and it's like, fuck you, dude. Mm-hmm. Fuck off. Like you are an embarrassment to this craft straight up everything that i've seen from him in the last few years has felt like nothing but a straight up slap in the face to movie making and you know what people can have their opinions if you find taika waititi funny if you like what we do in the shadows if you like thor ragnarok if you like thor love and thunder more power to you because Mm. you clearly see something that i do not yeah i'm I'm glad you can enjoy it but i just this honestly this was one of the most difficult movies for me to sit through this to quote, year to quote Tommy Lee Jones I will not sanction your buffoonery, <laughs> <Just> buffoonery. <laughs> I will not yeah. I, I cannot sanction this buffoonery I will not I'm sorry but I personally think the Taika Waititi is nothing short of a fucking buffoon and he should not be directing movies but that's just my two cents but then you know there are other people out there who think Zack Snyder shouldn't make superhero movies either because mm-hmm. he's dark and edgy and a randy and fucking fashion get the fuck out of here that's what I'm gonna fucking bitch about I am so sick to fucking death of toxic fans. Did we just spend 40 minutes bitching about a movie we don't like? Yeah, Mm -hmm. sure. Are we going to come off toxic? Maybe. I don't really know. Frankly, I don't give a fuck. I really don't. But here's what really chaps my ass is, and you know what? I think Ray, Flightcast, if you follow him on Twitter, if you follow his podcast, you've heard him on DC Squadcast, real nice guy, real great guy, has a wonderful perspective, and his slogan, it's all subjective. It's a beautiful slogan. Beautiful mm-hmm. mantra, beautiful personal thing to take into account because everything is truly subjective, just like humor. Humor is one of the most subjective things on the planet. And again, as we've mentioned, there are people who find Taika Waititi funny, and that's fine. Yeah. I don't. Craig doesn't either See, much. Here's here's the difference when we're talking about fandoms is while you and I are ranting, you know, we did not like this film at all. We both hated it. We aren't going to go out and attack the actors we're not going to make threats to the filmmakers we're not going to you know send racial comments to the actors that kind of stuff that's where the fandoms really just start to get ugly yeah look and taika waititi is very vocal on twitter i've seen his tweets i look at them i say my piece in my own confined Mm -hmm. quarters and then i scroll and move on about my fucking business have i quote tweeted him Maybe once or twice. Yeah, mm-hmm. matter of fact, I think I have. But was it with malicious intent? Was I derogatory in any way? Was I mean towards him personally or about his looks or whatever? No, not particularly. It was more or less probably geared towards his movie-making capabilities. But even then, I don't know the guy. I don't mm-hmm. really want to know the guy. I don't wish any harm upon him. I just don't think he should be making fucking Thor movies. Yeah. That's just my opinion. If he fucking finds out, if he sees something, okay, fucking cool. And you know what? I could probably say some similar things 
about James Gunn on the DC side of things because I really mm-hmm. didn't like the Suicide Squad, but I really kind of liked what he did with Guardians of the Galaxy 1 more than I liked Guardians of the Galaxy 2, but even then I rewatched 2 not too long ago. Eh, that's where I'm at with it. Eh. Yeah. It's eh. I used to hate it, but now I'm eh. But even then, what Gunn did with the Suicide Squad, I was like, yeah, this ain't my bag, Chief. Uh-uh. I liked a few things in that movie. Peacemaker wasn't one of them, as anyone who knows me knows. I'm <laughs> yeah. not a fan of Peacemaker. <laughs> but 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 to, to just get on to what I what I'm here to bitch about, what I'm here to express, and like Craig made Craig made, Craig made mention of. No, I try not to be that toxic individual. But I have seen just in the last 24 hours. Last night, I watched a a stream that I a, a YouTuber who I'm pretty kind of chummy with. His name's Dave Pena. He hosts a show called The Vodka Stream. And on this particular episode of the stream, one of the other guys from DC Squadcast, Scott McClellan, he was recently on I Love That Movie, just after I was. He talked about Zack Snyder's Justice League, and he wanted to, partially because I talked about Man of Steel the week before. Now, Zack Snyder's Justice League is a movie that literally brought people together. It made friends. There was a movement. People actually worked together and did great things to get a movie release, despite what Hollywood trades want you to believe in regards to bots being the fueling sensation behind that movie, which is still untrue. There was an unboxing. Like, Scott unboxed the Dark Side statue from Way to Workshop, the guys in New Zealand who make those really pristine, beautiful fucking statues of characters. So they made one of Dark Side sitting on his throne. Scott unboxed this thing. It was great. It was beautiful. There was a whole panel of people. And matter of fact, on this panel was not only the voice of Darkseid, Ray Porter, Zack Snyder showed up. Oh, wow. It was really cool. Zack Snyder showed up. They watched him unbox the thing. They watched him put it together. A couple questions were asked. It was a great time. It was cool. I bowed out after about two hours because I got tired and I just wanted to sleep. But still, it was a fun experience. People had fun. The chat was full. Everything was great. I wake up this morning and there are people just fucking having a bitch fit about this like oh you know these guys only had zach on and they asked him a bunch of questions about you know fucking black adam and whether or not henry cavill was gonna be in black adam they didn't even bother asking him any questions about rebel moon which was bullshit there were one or two questions asked about rebel moon but regardless there were motherfuckers on the internet fucking whining and crying and having a bitch fit and i'm just like you motherfuckers need to go touch some grass seriously you need to get the fuck over yourself. Or here, here's a better idea. Maybe start your own fucking stream. Maybe start your own YouTube channel. Garner a fucking following. And then maybe, just maybe, Zack Snyder will show up and give you the fucking time of day because that's clearly what you want. Yeah. But holy shit, man. And that that's, that's just one side. That is the Snyder cult. Look, I like to think that I have been a part of the movement since about 2019. The movement that actually put in the work to get Zack Snyder's Cut of Justice League fully released. And you know what? There's another side, too. There are the anti-Snyder people, the anti-Snyder cult, as Flightcast has dubbed them. And I I got nothing but respect for Ray. And I, I love the way he articulates and you know labels certain individual fandoms. Like, you know, the evil Star Wars fans, the fandom menace. The evil Marvel fans, you've got your shitty Marvelites. And then you've got your hardcore Chris Nolan dick writers, the Nolanites. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, with every shitty fandom comes the... With every director and their good fans, they have their shitty fans. And the Snyder movement, there's the Snyder movement, and then there's the Snyder cult. And then, of course, there's also the anti-Snyder cult. 
And these are composed of people who are just vehemently in belief that everything Zack Snyder did with the DC Extended Universe has been tainted going forward. If that was really the fucking case, how are we now in a movie where Black Adam has be has fucking in its latest TV spot referenced Batman vs. Superman, Suicide well, not Suicide Squad, no. Batman vs. Superman, Birds of Prey, Aquaman, like <laughs> How the fuck can you seriously sit here with a straight face and tell me that everything wrong with the DC Extended Universe is because of Zack Snyder? Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. Yeah. And you know what? I saw this tweet. It was from a fucking account, Superman on Film. Fuck me, this thing really just chapped my ass. This was by far some of the most untrue bullshit I have seen all fucking week. And hot damn, this shit just... You know, I try not to get mad. People are entitled to their opinion, but motherfuck, this was just, this was toxic bait is what it was. Uncomfortable truth. Justice League 2017 didn't bomb because of the studio meddling. It bombed because it was marketed as Snyder's sequel to BVS, and it turned most potential oh, viewers Jesus away. Christ. Films don't tank on opening weekend because they're bad. They tank because no one cares. No, the movie bombed because of studio meddling. The studio... Films don't, films don't tank on opening weekend because they're bad? Are you high? I can neither confirm nor deny that, but <laughs> I, can, I can laugh about it. Um, no, the film tanked because the studio ballooned the budget to $300 million. The studio didn't market it as Snyder's sequel to BVS either. That's not true. Did they use footage of Snyder's cut of the movie? Yes, yes they did. But by no means was it marketed as the actual follow-up to Batman vs. Superman. Matter of fact, that last trailer, that last trailer should have been the red flag right there. Yeah. I was just going to say, if you look at the trailers for Justice League, look at the original trailer and look at the final trailer before the film came out. You can tell right then and there, oh, there's some changes here. And you know what? Something is going to be different here. Was I one of those people who watched the 17 movie and I was like, oh, yeah, I don't necessarily know that that was a Zack Snyder movie, but hey, it's it's Justice League. No, I don't do I don't think that way anymore. After everything that has come out about this movie, mm -hmm. I am in full confidence that had a three three and a half hour cut of his mo of Justice League come out, this reception wouldn't have been the case. Fuck no. There's absolutely no fucking way, especially after seeing the reception to his cut of the movie now. There's absolutely no fucking way that, mm -hmm. that, that the movie would have bombed had he stayed on. And you know why he stepped away? He wasn't fired, despite what some dimwit motherfuckers with a Batman blog want you to believe. Yeah. No, he did not get fired. He stepped away to deal with a family tragedy, you insensitive, dimwitted, inept motherfuckers. His That's goddamn right. daughter died. Mm-hmm. I'm and sorry if I'm a director and I'm in the middle of working on a film and my child dies, I'm probably going to step away for a while and not do my job for a little bit. And you know what's even funnier? Well, not it's, it's, this isn't even funny at all. There are really some pasty-faced twits out there who were so spiteful of Zack Snyder that they're like, I like Justice League 2017. I'm not toxic. No, you're absolutely mm. toxic because you like a whitewashed, 
racially insensitive fucking movie that was fucking turned over by executives who had an agenda to erase people of color from that movie. Who And not only that, if you say you like Justice League 2017 over the Snyder Cut, you're basically saying, yeah, I'm okay with Joss Whedon being shitty to all these people. Get mm-hmm. the fuck out of my face with that bullshit. Get the fuck out of here. I don't want to even at all acknowledge any conversation with you. And matter of fact, there's one motherfucker who that is absolutely geared towards, and you bet your ass, I, if he's even hearing this, yes, I hope you do, motherfucker. I do not like you. I do not like the shit you've spread. You know who you are. You know damn good and well who you are. Fuck you. Fuck your network of people. Fuck all of you dimwit, spiteful sons of bitches. Pound the biggest pile of sand. Cry on it with your tears. Make your fucking castle, you Charmin soft, bitch-made motherfucker. <laughs> and, and the thing is, too, I remember when the word came out that uh, Snyder was stepping away from Justice League to deal with the death of his daughter. The fact that I saw people happy about that oh, dude. just made me sick. It's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. And the, and the fucked up part is a lot of trades, a lot of checks marks, they are so quick to just fucking berate and call out the Snyder cult. Yet none of these people who have ever disparaged or just been shitty towards Zack Snyder not once have they ever been called out not mm-hmm. fucking once and that to me is just an absolute fucking like what okay if you're gonna call out this side of fandom probably so for being shitty why the fuck are these people still being defended for vehemently biling on with their fucking vitriol on a regular fucking basis? Mm-hmm. There's a list of people I could list, and you know what? It wouldn't make a damn difference, because these people, they have their jobs, they have their fucking, their connections, they have, you know, their platforms, and they're still going to spew this shit. Matter of fact, one motherfucker named Devin Faraci, who's a sexual assault predator, I might I add, was invited to the Justice League set. And this motherfucker talked the most shit about Batman versus Superman before it came out. <laughs> and, and mind you, this is also the same guy who got his ass kicked in a boxing match. And you know what? Here's why it doesn't make a difference. Dude got the shit kicked out of him in a boxing match after talking shit about Kevin Smith. He's still out there on Twitter running his fucking mouth. And the beauty of it is, anytime that dude opens his mouth, people are so quick to be like, uh, aren't you a predator? Fuck you, dude. Nobody fucking <laughs> likes you. That's the kind of shit I need to see more of. I need to see these evil, toxic people who have agendas and act like mouthpieces for Warner Brothers, not Warner Brothers Discovery, Warner Brothers, Warner Media, the people who were in charge and still continue to fuck with Zack Snyder after the Snyder Cut was announced and released. Because I'll be damned, they couldn't even allow this dude to have the Green Lantern scene inserted into Zack Snyder's Justice League because they were like, oh, we're, we're going to use Green Lantern. Well, where the fuck are you using Green Lantern? Because I don't see it. We used him for an uh, animated direct-to-Blu-ray release. Which, might I add, Beware My Power is a pretty good movie. Not going to lie there. That's good. I haven't got a chance to watch it yet. But, but even so, where the fuck is Green Lantern in live action? Where the fuck is that? Uh, he's he's coming. Fingers crossed. Uh, maybe no, probably not. I don't know. I just know that there are some pasty motherfuckers out there who will plant a flag on a hill and die on that hill for Jeff Johns. And to you, I give you nothing but two middle fingers. You racist incel motherfuckers. Fuck mm. you. Fuck all of you. Eat a fucking bag. You sacks of fucking inept shit. 
I don't like you. I will never interact with you. And motherfucker, I see you people even commenting on my threads after I have you blocked. You want that attention so damn bad, and I am not going <laughs> to give it to you. Instead, I'll just talk shit about you. I will vaguely talk shit about you on my podcast. And if you listen to it, know that I'm talking about you. Fuck you. Fuck every got, last one of you motherfuckers. They crave that clout. They need it. Oh, 100%. And that's that's the thing that they were trying to paste at, at Dave and a couple other people on his stream. Like, oh, they're nothing but clout chasers. They just, you know, they're just riding on, on Zack Snyder's teat for clout. And it's like, no, you guys are just mad that he is in good standing with a director that he likes. You're mad that they are genuine friends. You're mad that they have a genuine bond over similar things. And to that, I will also tell you toxic cultists. Pound sand. Stop being so fucking charm and soft about shit. Learn to let shit go. Maybe if you weren't such an asswipe, maybe you might get an invite on a stream one day. I don't know. That's just my two cents. Well, and that's, that's part of the reason why I, I'm still on my social media hiatus, and this is part of the reason why I decided to just kind of step away and just stay out of those realms because everyone on social media, save for a few you know, people like you that actually want to have conversations and discuss things and get opinions and interact with fan bases and that kind of stuff, I would say that's like 2% of social media these days. Everyone else is looking for the clicks. They're looking for the attention. They're looking for the clout. And it's just nonstop. They will just come up with anything and everything they can think of so that they get some kind of controversy or get some people riled up so that they get more attention to their tweets or to their posts or to their TikToks. It's just sickening. It's so infuriating and annoying and i don't know if you saw this story but uh it just happened a couple of days ago a video game youtuber <laughs> basically got outed as a uh a leaker of information and mm. his career has pretty much tanked mm. um that's unfortunate yeah long story short it was a um what's his name the youtuber was dan allen gaming mm. and um he had about a pretty good content creator he had about just shy, I think, of 200,000 followers. And uh, he made the mistake of apparently there was a uh, there's somebody on Twitter called the Real Insider who would leak gaming information. Um, apparently, this guy was responsible for leaking all of the Assassin's Creed games that Ubisoft was going to be announcing. Oh, ooh, ooh. yeah. Um, did, did you also see that the kid who hacked into Rockstar Studios got arrested? For leaking I GTA heard, Six, yeah, I heard that they were getting the FBI involved on. Yeah, this. oh yeah, it so, was nasty. Yeah, you know, trouble. You know, it's funny. You you speak of people getting for clicks and you know just doing it for the clout and doing it for the attention. The immediate person that comes to mind, I don't even want to utter her name because it's like, why did you say that name? Fucking Grace Randolph, dude. I am so fucking sick of that woman just speaking outside of both sides of her mouth in january this woman had the audacity to say ben affleck doesn't want to come back they don't want to bring henry cavill back and now all of a sudden apparently i don't know for sure we'll find out in less than a month whether or not henry cavill's in black adam mm -hmm. this woman and i'm using that word in a coordination with a word that i'd rather not use because i'm <laughs> not that asshole yeah. this woman decides to start a rumor 
that Dwayne the Rock Johnson wants to get her. You ready for you ready for this, Craig? She she claims that Dwayne Johnson wants a Black Adam versus Justice League versus Suicide Squad movie. What? Exactly. <laughs> what? Number one. That's just throwing. That's just throwing words out. That's <laughs> just spilling whatever you can get. Again, that's a perfect example. That's... I'm just gonna come up with something and see if it sticks. That is looking at the most recent spot and going, oh, oh, I bet this is what they're leading to. I bet I can make a rumor out of this. Yeah. Number one, that title, that's a mouthful. It wouldn't fly. Number two, why the fuck are we making this about the bigger universe? Mm -hmm. Why can't we just be excited for fucking Black Adam coming to the DC universe? Why the fuck can't people just be like, yo, Rock's going to be fucking Black Adam. That's cool. He's been trying to get this movie made for over a fucking decade. And yet yep. all the people can fucking focus in on are, oh man, Superman better be in that post credit sequence. Superman better be in this movie or it's going to fucking suck. No, 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 no. Get it's because the... people are, they're so obsessed now. So many people are so obsessed with crossovers and the universe is interacting and all this stuff. And it's just like, you can't just enjoy a film that is focused on the character it's supposed to be focused on. You you crave those cameos. You crave those special appearances. How does that, like, what? How does that equate to the quality of a film? Right. Uh, that was one of the things I remember seeing uh, a lot of people criticizing uh, Multiverse of Madness on. Oh, there wasn't enough. They didn't go to enough multiverses. We didn't see enough characters. I wanted this character, this character, and this character in it. And because they weren't in the movie, the movie's terrible. It's like, how does that determine that the film is good or not because a character didn't appear? That is by far the dumbest shit. I, and I've seen it too. It, it's it's the stupidest thing that people get so worked up over. And honestly, I hate to say it, but it's the downside of the Marvel effect, the effect that Marvel Studios mm -hmm. has had on Hollywood, where everything needs to be a cinematic universe and everything yep. needs to connect to something else. It's fucking stupid. There perfect is... example right here. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you're fine. Um, perfect exa example, just because you just said that about everything has to have the crossovers and the interactions. Another film that I saw this year that is down there as one of the absolute worst films that I have seen in quite some time, Jurassic World Dominion. Oh. Why movie, the fuck that, does that movie even goddamn exist? Oh, movie, because that, we need to have the old characters interact with the new characters. Boy, that was some great interactions they had, having some quippy little, oh, wow, this is a, that's Jurassic World. Oh, I didn't really care for Jurassic World. Haha, <laughs> get it? Wink, wink. We realize that the fans don't really care for the Jurassic World series. That movie fuck made that a movie. billion. That movie made a billion dollars. That fucking movie, I, ooh, that's another one I'm going to go on a rant on. Um, you know, as much as I would love to hear that, yeah. one, I think we should probably save it for another day. Because, yeah. well, I think we've just expressed enough Venom today. Yeah. That's a good title. Expressing yeah. Venom. Yeah. <laughs> I, think we'll, I think I'll use that. I think we will use that. But we are going to sign off on this expressive Venom episode of The Eternal Night. If you wish to follow along, T-E-K underscore podcast, or you can also send us an email at eternalnightpod at gmail.com. You can follow me along on the socials. I'm no longer in Twitter timeout, so hey, you can follow me at unfiltered. Oh, you're out of Twitter jail. I'm out of Twitter jail. That's right. Fuck scoopers. Fuck their <laughs> fucking Charmin Soft fans. Fuck them all. 
But yes, you can follow me online just at unfiltered, U N P H I L T E R E D D D. Three D's, not five. That's right. And that's also on Vero, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can also follow along with this show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Again, T E K underscore podcast. Feel free to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or Podbean. Or also send us an email. We'd love to hear from you as well. Craig, you're still on your social hiatus, so I won't even bother listing your yeah. hopeful socials. But I'm hoping one day Big Bad Craig will make a comeback. <laughs> I, I am. I think I am going to make that my new handle when I come back. <laughs> I certainly hope so. All right, peeps. Keep it classy in the cave because we just didn't. Yeah, but definitely not this time. Have a good night. <laughs> you know what happened to this guy, Jack? Mistakes. Then he had us. Now you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. Thank you for listening to the Eternal Night podcast. This podcast is not affiliated with Warner Brothers Discovery, DC Entertainment, or anything else related to WBD. Uh, all thoughts shared belong to those involved and not the companies they happen to work for or be talking about. If you would like to follow along the show, you can follow along on Podbean or iTunes. Feel free to drop us an email at eternalnightpod at gmail.com. You can also follow us along on Twitter and Facebook. Just search for T-E-K underscore podcast. Thank you.